Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Hi, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are visiting us today. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I am the senior minister at this amazing church. Come on in. Welcome home. You are loved here. Now, even though it's a virtual service, you're still loved at our, um, in our spiritual community. I want to thank our music team for that awesome congregational opening congregational song. I miss hearing you sing that song. So thank you for that. Thank you, Nicholas, Laurel, Michael, Carl, and Lauren. I really enjoyed hearing that again. I'm going to share our announcements and then we're going to return, continue with our service. Our Sunday fellowship gathering is today at 11 a.m. We've been having a ball gathering after our services. Everyone is welcome. So come join us and laugh, have some fun with us. Then tomorrow, everyone's also welcome to join us for our Monday Zoom house party at 1 p.m. It's a perfect time to connect with each other, inspire each other, and laugh together. On Wednesdays, we have our Meditation Wednesday at 7 p.m. It's a perfect time to come together in the middle of the week 
to commune with God in silence and stillness, to regenerate ourselves with light and love. And then we've been sharing that light and love with the world. So if you are available, feel free to join us and feel free to invite others as well. The next men's group meeting is this Saturday, November 21st at 10 a.m. I'm sure Peter has something awesome planned for you all for Saturday. If you know of any men from Unity of Farmington Hills who would love to participate, please please feel free to invite them. For all of the Zoom links to our activities, our classes, our groups, and our events, and to sign up for our email blast, please visit our website at unityfh.com. If you don't see the event on the homepage, go to the calendar of events because Matthew's put everything there as well. And you can also find the recordings of previous Wednesday meditations in the calendar of events. To schedule a Zoom appointment or a phone appointment with me during my office hours, which are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and now will be Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or if you want to request prayer, you can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or you can call me at 248-737-9191. If I don't leave a mess, I mean, if I don't answer, please leave a message and I will call you back. So that, that concludes our announcements for today. So now let us join our music team in singing Surely the Presence. And as you're singing, allow yourself to align your heart and mind with the feeling of peace and love to prepare yourself for the daily word and the opening prayer. The daily word for today, Sunday, November 15th, 2020, is kindness. The affirmation reads, I flow with divine love as I give and receive kindness. Can you affirm that with me, please? I flow with divine love as I give and receive kindness. And the message reads, The word kindness triggers feelings of warmth, connection, and love in my heart. I smile as I recall ways that friends, family members, and others have shown me kindness. I feel again the gratitude and blessing I experience in those moments. Gratitude, love, and a beautiful awareness of connection 
fill my heart and mind in a remarkably similar way when I remember kindness I've shared. The movement of electrons through a wire creates a current, a flow. As kindness moves from person to person, it creates a flow of divine love. Both giving and receiving are essential to this current of love. So I look for opportunities to share acts of kindness. I welcome with a grateful heart the kindness others share with me. Today's scripture comes from Micah chapter 6 verse 8 and it reads, What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Today's, uh, let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep breath with me. And just allow your consciousness, your focus, to flow down that 18 inches into your heart center, in the center of your chest, becoming aware of that stillness and that peace that dwells within you. And God, we acknowledge you as that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. You are God, the good omnipotent. And as the second unity principle says, we are one with you. That spark of divinity that is you dwells within us. Therefore, we are inherited, inherently good. Right now, we call upon your presence, which is the Christ within us, to open us up to hear and receive your message, to understand your message more fully, and to be living examples of it in this world. Thank you for blessing this worship service and everyone who is in attendance in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ we pray thank you God thank you God thank you God amen and now let us affirm our statement of being together God is all both invisible and visible one presence one mind one power is all this one that is all is perfect life perfect love and perfect substance I am an individualized expression of God. Let's repeat that two more times together. I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we're going to have our, sp our first special song entitled Trust in You. It will be led by Laurel, and I will be back with our daily, our afterwards I'll be back with our message for today.
sing that song your voice is so pretty when you sing that song and when you all perform it it is touching and it moves me so deeply thank you for that and thank you Lauren for the video it was uh, powerful and appropriate the actual song is so powerful for what's going on today and any day is it trusting in God I will trust in you that is one of my uh, goal. That is what I'm working on, having total trust and total faith in God. So thank you for that, because it ignited it even more in front in my mind that that was one of my white stone. Those words, having total trust and total faith in God that I'm still working towards doing. Thank you for that. Thank you all. That was awesome. So when Forrest Gump died, he stood before St. Peter in front of the pearly gates St. Peter says, hi, Forrest, we've heard all about you. But unfortunately, because it's getting so crowded, we have to give everyone an entrance exam before we let them in. Forrest says, OK, but I hope it's not too hard. I just got through it, a test. My mama used to say, life is like a final exam. It is hard. St. Peter says, OK, I understand. It's only three questions. The first question is, what are the names of the days of the week that start with the letter T? The second, how many seconds are there in a year? And, and third, what is God's first name? Forrest thinks about it. Well, sir, this first question is easy. What are the names of the days of the week that start with the letter T? Today and tomorrow. St. Peter's blown away. It's like, Okay, that's not the answer I was looking for, but you, I, you, I can, I'll give you credit for that. And the second question, how many seconds in a year? There's 12. 12? St. Peter said, how'd you get 12? Well, sir, there is January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd. Okay, okay, okay. You made your point, Forrest. You made your point. I'll give you credit for that question as well. And the last question what is God's name? It's Andy. Andy, 
How do you figure that? Well, I learned it in church. We sang, we used to sing it every Sunday. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. St. Peter listens. He looks at Forrest. He slowly opens up the gate to heaven and says, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny when I read it. I want to thank Peter Albertson for sharing that joke with me. At the bottom of it, it says to share it with others, to put a smile on their face. So hopefully <laughs> you all have smiles on your face from listening to it. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> oh, man, you irritated Peter. That's funny. So, oh, man. So during this month of release, which represents the spiritual faculty, uh, which is the spiritual faculty that represents November in unity. We have been discussing giving up major things that have blocked, that block us from being full expressions or living fully, I'll say, in God's plan. And release is the, the faculty, the spiritual faculty of release is actually our ability to eliminate, well, to release, to eliminate to let go of, to clear and purify the whole being, to give up and to give away. And so the first Sunday of this month, we discussed giving up God's plan. I mean, uh, giving up our own agenda because God has a better plan. And in that plan is uh, our experience. God's plan for us is for us to experience divine happiness, divine health and wholeness. Divine peace, divine uh, well-being, a sense of well-being and connection with God, abundance and prosperity in every area of our life, and that we experience all good, the greatest and highest good in this world. So we, as we move out of the way of our own agenda and step into God's plan, we end up being expressions of heaven on earth. And then last week we talked about giving up unforgiveness to empower ourselves with love because we, we said we were in, in that discussion. I shared that when we are holding, holding or harboring unforgiveness towards ourselves or someone else, or even God for that matter, it weakens our mind, our body, our emotions. It tortures us through weakening those areas of our, of our very being. And it, and it blocks us from being full spiritual expressions for, uh, and, and feeling the connection of the still small voice inside of us. And so we're still not in alignment with God's plan. And so this week, as I was pondering what to talk about for Sunday, for us to, to what, us, what we are to walk into this week, I realized that there's several ways that we can experience God's word or God's message or the unction that we feel God moving us to step into from the inside, from the still small voice. And the first response to that is that we believe God and we obey and follow God, follow whatever it is that we feel led to do, that we hear and feel that God is giving, uh, that it's our part, that is ours to do. So we do what is ours to do and we follow God's guidance in doing what is ours to do. The second response 
is having doubt. Sometimes we hesitate in following God's uh, guidance and unction to walk more fully in God's plan because we doubt the truth of it. We doubt it. And then the last response is just unbelief. We don't believe it. We don't want to believe it. And we're not going to believe it. And so the title of my talk today is give up your doubt and unbelief because that doubt and that unbelief blocks us as well from being full expressions of God. And so the scriptural reference that I want to use today comes from John is chapter 20 and this verses 19 through 29 verses 19 through 23 discuss how the story of when Jesus appeared before his disciples after he was resurrected. And while he's sitting there talking to them, Thomas is not there. And so he shows them his uh, wounds in his hands and in his side, and they're filled with joy. In that moment, he's giving them instructions. He breathes on them and tells them to receive the Holy Spirit. And in verse 20. Three, he says, if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And so that is part of what he's telling them to do as they spread the, uh, the gospel of the good news that Jesus came to share. I want to read at verse 24. This is entitled, Jesus Appears to Thomas. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. Verse 26, eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. And then then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into this, the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, ex Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Now it is because of this story, because Thomas did not believe what the disciples told him uh, when, when Jesus first appeared before them, that he is the, was called doubting Thomas. But the truth is the disciples doubted Jesus as well. In Luke, uh, Luke chapter, let's see, Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 40, we read, and just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly was suddenly standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened? He asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see I do. As he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. So the disciples were all uh, in disbelief. Well, they were doubting as well when Jesus appeared to them the first time. In 
We see it more clearly in Luke's uh, way of describing how Jesus appeared before the disciples. Now, G Thomas was called Doubting Thomas after this experience when he uh, when Jesus came before him and showed him his the wounds in his hands and in his side. But he wasn't he didn't keep that name because he ended up transmuting that doubt into something higher, into a, fu a fuller level of trust and faith in God. As a matter of fact, he ended up traveling to India and he ended up preaching and converting many people in India to the point that he became so well known that there's a shrine there now in India in honor of Saint, what they call, they call him Saint Thomas. And so the thing that remember, the thing to really look at with this, with this story is that it wasn't the disciples that Thomas had doubt, that Thomas doubted. It was Jesus. Jesus had told them throughout the whole three years that he was walking with them and living with them. Many things about God and many things about his purpose for being here on the earth school. And he even told them that he would be crucified, that he would be resurrected, and that he would come and show them that he was resurrected. But because Peter could not, I mean, Thomas could not grasp the truth in that, Thomas doubted. He doubted Jesus and the rest of the disciples did as well. That represents those moments in our spiritual awareness, in our mind, when the faculties are weakened. They're weakened somehow from something that we are not doing that is focused in God, focused fully in God. How many times do you doubt? I know I doubt often, but the beautiful thing about doubting is that you cannot be a doubter unless you are a believer. So that's a powerful thing to remember. And so when I was talking last week about giving up unforgiveness, I'm sure there were many people who were like, oh yeah, right. I'm going to give up forgiveness and forgive this person. God's not going to punish them as much as they deserve to be punished. God's not going to do this or God's not going to do that. It was still holding on to our own agenda in those moments that we do not trust what we are told to do, whether it's in God's word, whether it's something that's told from a minister or whether it's something that you know in your heart that you are supposed to do because you believe in God because you believe what God's telling you to do because you know it. And a lot of times when I was younger, I used to, my dad called me Downey Thomas as well when I was younger. And it's interesting because Thomas represents understanding, spiritual understanding. And, it, and it's the month of July. And that's the month I was born in. The month of July represents spiritual understanding. And that's when I was born, July 10th. My dad used to call me Doubting Thomas as well. I believed God's word and I would pray for other people, trusting and believing God's word for them. But it was hard for me to believe that God would bless me as deeply as God, as God blessed those who I even prayed for and prayed from the consciousness that God was already blessing them. And so that's why I was called Doubting Thomas. And it's still taking a minute for me to let go of that name myself and to walk fully, more fully into the expression of knowing that I can trust and believe what God says in God's word, what God says to me and what I may hear other ministers saying when I'm listening to other talks or other sermons that I know is talking to the Christ in me to bring forth the expression of the Christ in this world. 
But all of us have some kind of doubt because we're still holding on to our way of doing it. Like we do, we're saying to God, I don't trust what you're telling me. I don't trust your way. I don't trust your plan. I don't trust what my, your purpose is for me. I don't trust it. And so, but there's a difference between doubt and unbelief. And as I was researching that, the word that came up for the, the Greek word that is used in the Bible for doubt is distazo, D-I-S-T-A-Z-O, distazo. And it represents what it literally means is a double stand. It means to be double-minded and to be in a sense of duality. So one part of you knows the truth of what God is, and it's the absolute truth and believes it. But the other part of you is looking at what the world is saying. One part of you believes what God is saying, believes God's truth. But the other part of you is looking at the circumstances in your life. And that's what's standing up. One part of you is believing and trusting. But the other part of you is looking at your history, looking at the things that happened in the past and looking at how things happened in the past. So they got to turn out this way in the future as well. One part of you is trusting and, and looking at what God has said about God's truth for you. And the other part of you is doubting that you are worthy of it. It's standing in a double-sided consciousness, a double-minded consciousness where you're toggling the fence and wavering on what to truly believe. When true faith is one-sided, one-minded consciousness, only focused on God, only believing in God, no matter what is going on inside of me, no matter what is going on in my circumstances, no matter what naysayers or people who are criticizing or those skeptic people or no matter what they're saying, that I truly believe in the inside of my heart that what God says is so whether I see it or not. And see, that's what faith is. Faith is believing it whether you see it or not. The things that we see open up the possibility for faith because we can trust God because we see it happening. The things that we do not see open up the mandatory experience of faith. It strengthens our faith. It moves us into the expression of faith because we believe it even though we don't see it. And that is huge. Because then there's a huge difference between doubt and unbelief. I love this, this quote by Henry Drummond that says, Christ never failed to distinguish between doubt and unbelief. He says, doubt is can't believe. Unbelief is won't believe. Doubt is honesty. Unbelief is um, obstinacy. Doubt is looking for the light. Unbelief is content with darkness. So in those moments, when you're doubting, like I've had moments when I doubted. I've had moments where I knew that God's talking to me. Like two years ago when God told me, when I heard my sister say that she was diagnosed with cancer. And I heard God tell me she is going to transition. She's going to die. But I want you to be my voice. I had no idea how I'm going to be a voice for my sister when I know she's going to die. How am I going to do that? God, why would you put that on me to do? Didn't I tell you when your nephew died in 1996, 1999, yeah, 1996, that I gave you the gift of knowing so that you could be my presence, not your presence, in the midst of the situation? Oh, 
that hit me like that it is not me that will be praying and being that being that source of strength for my sister. It was God who would be using me to be that source of strength for my sister. That was a huge sense of doubt to sit there. I didn't tell anybody about it until the night I knew my sister was passing away. I told my husband, Howard, I said, my soul is going to miss my sister. My spirit knows she's about to transition, but and my soul is going to miss her. But my spirit is happy that she is going to be with God and no longer in pain. That was huge for me to trust and believe that God would use me even in the midst of knowing what was going to happen to still be a space of peace and strength and God's word and scripture and prayer for my sister during those times. And I promise you every single Monday that she had therapy, that she had chemotherapy or radiation treatment, God made it that I was there to speak to her, to pray with her, to stand in the gap for her and to stand and keep her happy and laughing in a space of distraction from what her body was feeling while her husband was working or doing what he needed to do in, um, while she was home by herself. I may have been on the phone with her, but God made me that source that she needed. God used me and God will use you, but you got to get out of the way. Unbelief says, I'm not going to believe that. Doubts, it questions it. I question it. Doubt will question it. Unbelief determines to refuse and be unwilling to believe it. Doubt is a struggle that believers face, but unbelief is a condition of the believers that needs to be shifted. Because it is a sin. Because when you walk in unbelief, you're walking out of alignment with God. And sin means missing the mark. It's an archery word that means missing the mark. You're missing the mark of being a full expression of the God of God that you that you were created to be. And so when you're in doubt and you're questioning, you're searching for the light. You're searching for the God to guide you back to the truth. You're searching for God to put you back into alignment of the single-minded consciousness of God. You're not wanting to stay in the dark because it doesn't feel right because you've been connected in consciousness. You've been consciously aware of that oneness experience with God for so long that you want God to guide you back to it. And so that, that that, so there's a couple ways on how we can give up doubt and unforgiveness and step more fully into an expression of the God's plan. God's had that plan for me to be that expression for my sister. And I was that expression for my mother too, when I knew my mother was going to transition. It wasn't easy on the human way. There was a little doubt in there. And sometimes I'd get a little nervous on what do you want me to say, God? And you know, sometimes when you don't hear the words to say, it makes you even more nervous because you want to be prepared. But true faith is walking even when you're not prepared. True faith is walking even when you're nervous and scared. True, that's what courage is. Courage is doing it even when you're nervous about it, even when you're afraid of it. That's what bravery means. It means you do it even in the midst of fear. And so that's what I did with my sister. And that's what I stand in and do when I have moments of doubt. I listen. And so the first thing that we can do to give up unbelief and to give up doubt is to give it over to God in prayer. 
to give it over to God. And the fourth unity principle says that we align our minds and hearts with God through prayer and meditation, through denials and affirmations. So you deny the power of what that doubt has over you before you step into sinning because when you take doubt and you trust it and you start to believe it and you start to behave in a way that moves you out of the, uh, distracts you from the presence of God, the consciousness of God and being in single-minded consciousness and you stay in that double-minded consciousness, then you're starting to sin because you're starting to miss the mark. But when you use it, to let God guide you back into what the light is, what the truth is, and being it fully by releasing the power of the doubt that it has over you and praying by giving it to God in prayer. That's the first step to giving this all up in, in, in unbelief and doubt. Always turn to God. Every time you feel doubt, turn to God. Every time you feel unbelief, turn to God. Because with God, all things are possible. Even that which you doubt is possible. It brings you back to the truth of who you are. The second step is to trust God's word to transmute your doubt and unbelief into faith and trust. Total trust and total faith in God. Use the power of the scripture that you know. It means you got to start studying scripture. It means you got to start understanding scripture because when you understand and study scripture, it teaches you who you are, not just who God is, but who you are. And you learn to trust God's word, not the word of a naysayer, not what's going on in your circumstances, not what's going on in the insecurities within yourself or your personality that can't see it from the human eyes. You learn to trust God's word because you know the power of God's words, but that only happens if you move into a deeper, stronger relationship with God. And that's number three. That's number three of giving up unbelief and doubt is to develop a stronger relationship with God. Those of you who may not have a relationship with God, you move into having that relationship with God. And it starts with a prayer and it starts with trusting God's word, which means you learn and study God's word so that as you're saying God's word, you start to trust God's word. Because when you go in relationship with God and you learn to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength and all your soul, God opens you up to love yourself the same way you are being taught in the word to love God and you become that expression to those who are out in the world outside of you you learn to do the second um the, uh, the second commandment that Jesus taught us the second greatest commandment which is love thy neighbor as yourself and the only way to truly trust God and have faith in God is to truly know God and the only way to truly know God is to develop a stronger and stronger relationship with God you will hear me say this for the rest of because that is what God's word is for us. That is what God's purpose is for us to live in a deep relationship with God, that there is no opportunity for doubt or, or, or unbelief to dwell inside of us. Now, it may creep up every once in a while, but we don't want it to dwell within us. And the last step is to walk out on faith, to do it, to show and demonstrate it. In Malachi 3, verse 10, we read this last month in Malachi and it says, chapter three, verse 10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So there will be an, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heavens, 
armies. I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. That's the same thing with doubt and unbelief. Give it up. Give it to God righteously. Give it righteously to God. And as you give it away to God, as you release it to God, God will open up a door for you to step into a stronger level of faith and trust beyond what you could ever imagine. And you will see yourself moving into God's plan more deeply, more strongly, moving into a greater experience of happiness, a greater experience of divine health, a greater experience of a sense of well-being and prosperity and abundance. You will see yourself moving in, but you got to give God a chance. Give it up. Step into whatever it is that you are being guided to do. Two weeks ago, we said, give up your own agenda. Do it. Try it. Last week, we said, give up unforgiveness. Do it. Try it. See how God blesses you when we're doing what God tells us to do. This week, we're being told to give up doubt and unbelief. Do it and try it. See how God will bless you. I challenge you. I challenge you today to give up your unbelief, give up your doubt, step more fully into total trust and total faith in God. Start off by giving it up through prayer. Use the fourth unity principle of denials and affirmations, prayer and meditation to align yourself with God. Move into trusting God's word, which means you need to learn and study God's word and use the power of God's word to transmute the doubt within you. To move yourself into a stronger expression of trust and faith. Strengthen or develop a relationship with God. If you already have a relationship with God, strengthen that relationship with God by moving more strongly into the commitment that you have with God. Open yourself up to be coached and taught how to love on a deeper level. If you don't have a relationship with God, I invite you to step into that relationship. Now, God is waiting for you. God is right inside of you, waiting to show you God's divine love, waiting to show you how to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength, waiting to teach you how to let go of your own way of doing things and how to walk into God's way of doing things with total trust and total faith in God and how God is leading you. And as you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength, you learn to love yourself in that same vein. And as you love yourself in that same thing. God teaches you how to love your neighbor as yourself. And then the final step is to walk in what you're guided to do by God. That means you got to sit in meditation and sit in prayer so that you can hear what it is that God is telling you to do so fully that you take that step and you put God to the test and you try God out. Give up that un that doubt and unbelief. It is not yours. It is not even in alignment with how you were created to be. Let it go and let God, let God's plan become your plan. Let go of un, not trusting God and God's plan and step into a fuller expression of trusting God, having faith in God, having faith in God's plan and trusting God's plan. I promise you, you will move into a fuller, happier expression of heaven on earth. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I release and I let go. As my father says, I LG, LG, let go and let God.
And so as we are now uh, moving into a deeper expression of letting go and letting God, let us move into our giving segment of our service where we continue our challenge to give righteously to God by tithing of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Right now, we're, we're focusing on talent, uh, tithing of our treasure. So bring forth, take a deep breath, and bring forth to your mind the love offering that God is guiding you to give righteously today. And let us affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. For those of you who are giving online, please go to unityfh.com. Go to that donate button on the home page. When you open it up, go down to the bottom and use that small donate button on the, on the second page to make your donations via credit card or PayPal. You can also, when you make your purchases through Amazon, you can use smile.amazon.com and proceeds from your purchases come, come, you can link it up to Unity of Farmington Hills and that's another way of giving. If you're giving by sending in your love offering, you may send it to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And I am excited about what we've been, how we have been prospering this month, not just as a church, but individually. I have a feeling that you are all prospering as you walk in this giving righteously challenge. And I'm very proud of you all. I'm proud of myself too, because I'm, I'm prospering too. I'm seeing more things happen, not just my finances coming in, but doors opening discounts on things. It's just a lot of stuff, blessing, seeing how I'm able to bless people and seeing from blessing people with a prayer or a kind word or a kind action, how it blesses me to see them feel their smiles of blessing inside of them. It's just like the today's uh, daily word. It, it is a blessing to be a blessing. So thank you for every single way that you bless Unity of Farmington Hills. So we're going to have our second Special song entitled, entitled, There Is A Way. And Lauren is leading that song. And then after that song, I will be back with our closing prayers. You say love is just a word Just for letters in a row Just a thing that people say or they never tell you so and you use every excuse to let nobody in now this cloud you bring around has become your only friend and everybody's saying that it's gonna go away but it don't go everybody's telling you There is a way, there is a spot, there is a hope that you can hold on to. There is a lifeline, come to the rescue, just like a hand that's waiting for you. And if you believe in this, I promise that you won't be alone. 
song to me I'm so glad I know the way I'm so glad we had a way sure that Jesus came as our way sure to show us the truth the life and the way and I'm so glad that every single time Jesus spoke he guided us to that way which is God so let us let us let us acknowledge that way right now in prayer so I invite you to Gently close your eyes with me, please, and take a deep breath, feeling the presence of God within you, bringing forth the name of the person or persons that you feel need prayer, even if that person is you, imagining and feeling the presence of a sacred circle of prayer right now, 
And God, as we acknowledge this sacred circle, we acknowledge that you are the divine force, the divine power, divine truth in this sacred circle that is bringing forth and manifesting the it within the heart of every name that we are thinking right now and about to call forth. Just say those words, say those names right now, those that you are praying with. God, as you hear the names come forth from their lips, I thank you from the bottom of the recesses, the deep recesses of my heart and soul, that the prayers are already answered right now, that we pray from the thanksgiving and the gratitude that you already know what everyone needs and you already are behind the scenes manifesting it right now and that it will manifest in divine timing and divine order and in your divine way in their life when you're ready. So thank you, God. Thank you, God. And thank you, God, for answering these prayers. Thank you for blessing this service today, for the powerful music, the powerful work that went into it, the performances, for blessing those who promote this ser- our services, for blessing everyone who will be watching, who's in attendance and will be watching later. God, thank you for blessing everyone connected to Unity of Farmington Hills and for blessing the world. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And so let us now affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. For those of you who are joining me for the fellowship gathering today, I'll see you in a little bit. For those of you who are not, I will see you next time. Enjoy your week. Enjoy this challenge of giving righteously, tithing of your time, your talent, and your treasure as you are guided by God. It should stretch you. It shouldn't, it's not meant to hurt. It's meant to stretch. And we are all stretching together. I will see you all next time. Again, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It has been a pleasure to be here worshiping with you all today. Let us close out by singing the peace song with our music team. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. 
If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.